Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I've always wanted to help the audience take their soul to the next level, so I've partnered with Mind Valley and other amazing free courses on spirituality, mind, body, soul, longevity, wealth, and so much more. All you need to do is go to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, back by popular demand, we have Clint Ober, the founder of the Grounding and Earthing Movement. If you haven't heard about grounding or earthing, as it's called, it's about how you can heal yourself by literally just walking outside barefoot and connecting to the energy of the earth. Now, of course, I have to say the disclaimer, of course, go to your doctor and choose and discuss any treatments you're going to do for your illnesses or diseases with a licensed doctor before you start treatment. Now, there is scientific peer-reviewed studies that prove its efficacy. And in this episode, we go into a deep dive on what grounding actually does to the human body. Let's dive in. I'd like to welcome back to the show, returning champion, Clint Ober. <laughs> How you doing, Clint? Good, Alex. Nice to nice to be back. Yeah, my friend. Thank you so much for coming back. Our first conversation has been uh, it, it's been helping a lot of people around the world, and yeah. we've been able to really show them and explain to them what grounding does. So, what I wanted to do is bring you back to really kind of go deeper than we did before in regards to what the deep sciences behind it and what conditions it, it deals with and so on. But for people who've never heard of earthing or grounding, can you tell, can you explain the basic, under, the basic concepts of what it is? Okay. Um, well, the term earthing is commonly used. It's, it's an electrical term, meaning that you uh, connect something to the earth. And when you, um, uh, it's like a, everybody, every home has a ground rod that's driven into the earth, and then they have wires that are running throughout their electrical outlets and everything that are connected to, the, to that ground rod. And so, and it allows electrons to come up you know, from, you know, to receive electrons from the earth or to, re, uh, to push electrons into the earth. And so it's a... Um, uh, so, but basically, it's an electrical term until I came along about 25 years ago, and uh, and I spent 30 years in the communications industries where everything had to be grounded in order to maintain electrical stability and prevent ground loops, all kinds of things. But but anyhow, it, it really it starts with the sun. I mean, the sun is um, spewing out. Um, photons and electrons and anybody who saw the aurora borealis or any pictures of that uh that was really beautiful this year but anyhow that's that's all electrons you know uh, coming in through the magnetic field and the north pole i think they i don't know if they have them in the south pole i'm sure they do but but anyhow so but electrons come from the earth i mean comes from the sun and and the earth is kind of like a capacitor uh 
And a capacitor means it can hold a charge like a little battery. You know, like your cell phone is a capacitor. I mean, it has a battery, which is the capacity to store charge. And then you can run your phone for a long time. And eventually it runs out and you have to plug it back in. With the sun, it's constant. So every 24 hours, you know, we get you exposed to sunlight. So the concept is, uh, and to explain, let's see. So what happened is, um, first of all, you need to say that the earth maintains a natural charge and the excess of these electrons. It's, a, it's an energy and it, it's stored on the surface of the earth. And so anybody or anything that is connected to the earth will absorb those free electrons on the earth and they will come up into the body and hold the body at earth potential. Meaning the earth is about, you know, let's, let's say somewhere around two, 300 feet, or two to 300 volts uh, difference, you know. And um, <clears throat> so when you put your feet on the earth, then your body will absorb uh, enough electrons so that your body equalizes with the same amount of electrons that the earth itself has pro rata, I guess, is a way to say that. And <clears throat> so... What happened um, is in throughout all time, from the beginning of time, all living creatures, all living plants, all living things, uh, you know, evolved on on the on the surface of the earth. And during that time, they were always naturally grounded. You always had the earth's negative charge on your body. But as time went on and we got smarter. <laughs> we, started in, yeah, <laughs> we, we started inventing all of these uh, modern things that we have, all the modern appliances, devices, and communications, just everything. You know, uh, it's like 100, 100 and some years ago, there was no such thing as, you know, radio, television, or telephone, or anything. You know, <laughs> it's pretty bizarre how far we've come and how fast in the last hundred years or so. So, so anyway, when you stand barefoot on the earth, then you're, if you, your body will just absorb these electrons. Your body is an electrical conductor. It will conduct electric current. It will, it, it's not like a wire, but it will absorb. It's like static electricity. You can build static electricity on your, all you have to do is raise, you know, if you have shirt on or whatever, just raise it up and you can actually measure the charge that's created on the body. Now, when the body is grounded, there is no charge because the when you're touching the earth, you're you have your bare feet on the earth. Then, electrically speaking, you are as big as the earth. You and the earth are one and the same. But when you put shoes on and you disconnect yourself from the earth or insulate yourself from the earth, then you lose. Earth's negative charge, these free electrons, this negative, this, think of negative as being uh, no charge. And um, <clears throat> so throughout all time, we had no charge on the body. Um, and, uh, but if when we put the shoes on, then we, then we absorb, then we equalize with the, the voltage of the atmosphere. And it's gonna be positive 
And so what it's really all about is, and the conversation we'll have today is primarily about is in 1960, or just a while before then, we invented synthetic materials, primarily the plastics and the materials that we use on, on, the, on the bottom of our shoes are now insulated or insulative type plastics, where before they were leather, we were either barefoot when I was a kid, we were always barefoot or we would wear leather sole shoes. And the leather would you know, be damp enough and your feet would perspire enough that they would be what you would call semiconductive. So you were still always grounded. But in 19, you know, the late 1950s, we started, you know, taking, bringing these plastics into our environment. One of the first things we ever did was put them on the soles of our shoes. And, and at the same time, we invented those old shag carpet, carpets, you know, they were green and orange and uh, brown. Anyhow, so everybody started carpeting their homes with plastic put soles on shoes on their feet that were insulative. And so now we are no longer conducting, we are no longer naturally grounded. We are no longer naturally connected to the surface of the earth. And so now um, that created a significant change in our environment, in our biological environment. So now the, and nobody knew back then, and this is only 60, 65 years ago, mm -hmm. you know, but nobody knew um, that ground had any effect on the body. I think, uh, you know, some of the ancient uh, um, um, indigenous cultures and so on, they did because they would bury people that were sick in the earth. They would do all kinds of things, uh, kind of a grounding type stuff, but they didn't really know what it was. They didn't know how it worked. <clears throat> But, but anyhow, so in 1960, uh, one of the first things that began to rise was like diabetes and then came along, um, you know, autism, lupus, MS, uh, and all of these, what we now call inflammation-related health disorders. They, they include everything from cancer to cardiovascular to, you know, almost any common the, the modern common health disorders that didn't exist or didn't manifest in very much of the population before the 1950s. So anyhow. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. So am I on target so far? So far, so good, brother. You keep going. Okay. So, so basically, um, it, um, I, you know, I, I spent 30 years in the communications industry, like I mentioned earlier, and I learned about grounding and grounding you is just second nature to anybody in the communications industry. If there's any noise, if there's any interference, you know, electro, you know, electromagnetic interference and so on, uh, you have to ground it out. You know, you have to uh, shield it, you know, you're shielding and grounding. And <clears throat> so, so anyhow, it's just second nature to me, but I retired from the cable industry and, and the communications in, um, gosh, I don't know, it was 
I was 54 <laughs> and I'm now, I'm now 79. So there's some math in there somewhere. Uh, I think 25 years ago, something like that. Anyhow, um, uh, <clears throat> and one day I was, um, um, I was, I saw a tour bus pull up to a bus stop uh, in, in, in a tourist town and, and uh, it was a Japanese tour group from Japan. And when they got off the bus and they started and they were kind of walking in single file and they all had big white Nike type tennis shoes on. And I didn't think too much about it, but it kind of stood out. And for some reason it was, it was striking and it looked like they had just, you know, this, the shoes that were on sale somewhere and everybody bought a similar pair because they were all white. And anyhow, it just, uh, prior to that, I had been working on something that had a little bit of an electrical problem. So I, I fixed that. But then when I went outdoors and sat on a bench and saw these people walk up, I just intuitively asked myself, I, I wonder if there's a consequence to humans no longer being naturally grounded. I did not have a clue. Uh, but I knew how to eliminate electrical problems with electronics. So, and the body is, you know, it's 100% electrical. I mean, the body's electrical first, chemical second. Every cellular function in the body, every cell in the body uh, functions electrically. And it's also a transceiver. It can send information and receive information. Um, and, and they all work together, you know, in, in, in the dance that make us up and and uh, and as we do as we live our lives but <clears throat> so anyhow um i i didn't i really didn't know so i went home that night and it was kind of early in the late in the afternoon but early in the evening and i <clears throat> took out a voltmeter and i thought i'm just going to check this out so i ran a ground rod a ground rod into the earth and took a little wire and i connected it to a voltmeter it was probably a hundred foot wire. And then I started, took it indoors and started walking around the house. And I started measuring the static charges that were created on my body when I was walking, just lifting my shoe up and down on the floor. That's contact and separation uh, or tribal charging. Uh, so every step you take in a modern home, you know, you're creating static charges on your body. And your clothing, our clothing is all synthetics and dissimilar materials. And so there's lots of static electricity there. And um, <clears throat> then I started uh, measuring the uh, AC, you know, the alternating current, um, the EMF type charges. And <clears throat> when I would get close to a wall or an outlet, then I could see the voltage rise on my body, but it was only a couple of volts. Static electricity would go all the way up to four or five thousand volts. In fact, if you can see a spark from your finger with on with static electricity on a doorknob, that has to be about four thousand volts of charge. So wow. it's it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> it, it doesn't have a lot of amperage, so it can't really hurt other than a sting. But but it's high voltage, very high voltage, and um, so. <clears throat> um, I, I was playing with the, the um, well, while I was playing with me, I thought, well, I will throw out a second ground rod out. And then I went back to the hardware store and I got a roll of metal duct tape 
three inch wide metal duct tape that you wrap around furnace and stuff, but it's conductive. <clears throat> and I taped it across my, in that nighting, I taped it across, across my bed and I connected it to a wire, threw the wire out the window and connected it to another different ground rod. So I had the meter in one hand and the tape laying on the bed. So when I would lay down on the tape, then all the voltages, all the charges, whether it was static electricity or whether it was EMF or anything else in the environment, they would all disappear. They would go because I was connected to the earth and the earth is infinitely large. I was infinitely small. So mm -hmm. the earth is going to influence my, my the charge of my body by, you know, and, uh, and then whenever I would disconnect the, um, the duct, I mean the tape, then the voltage would all come back. And so I played with it a little bit. And then <clears throat> a little time went on, I was doing something and just looking at the meter. And the next thing I knew, it was morning. And the I had fallen to sleep and the meter was laying down by my side. And I woke up and I said, whoa, there's something going on here because I normally don't, I have a real problem going to sleep. And you know, I was 54 at the time and I was, uh, you know, I had skied for 30 years. I raised on a ranch. I've done every dumb thing that any, any guy could ever do. But I had lots of aches and aches and pains and chronic mm -hmm. uh, pain from old skiing injuries and tennis and so on. And uh, <clears throat> so anyhow, I uh, didn't think anything about that. I was just thinking, but I just fell asleep. And I thought, wow, there's something going on. So I played with it, went on the internet. The only thing you could do on the internet back then was AOL or something. Oh, <laughs> this God, back in the late 90s. Yeah, and it was really hilarious. Uh, so anyhow, I, I ended up having to go on Nexus Lexus, which was a data retrieval where you can go and search databases and try to find information. And so I did a, a little bit of that. I couldn't find anything about grounding the body and sleeping better. And um, <clears throat> anyhow, a few days went by, and I, I was just really puzzled with it because, I, again, I slept better every night. And then... I, I invited a couple of friends of mine who are in the neighborhood. I said, you guys got to try this because everybody's got sleep problems. I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got sleep problems. And uh, I said, you guys need to try this. And I went over and we put the tape on their beds. One of the wives got a little bit upset about putting the duct tape on a sheet, but you know, uh, we were just playing. Anyway, uh, so they tried it for a couple of days. And one of the guys came over a couple of days later and he said, he says, do you think, he says, this really does help with your sleep, but do you think it can have anything to do with my arthritis? I said, no, I don't think so. I just think it makes, quiets the noise in the environment, and then you can sleep better. And then I recognized that my pain was significantly reduced. I mean, big time. Mm. And I thought, wow, there's something really going on. And then I, I got more intense on my on my research, trying to figure out, why does grounding make pain go away? Why does grounding make you sleep? And I could find nothing anywhere. I went to the medical, some of the medical libraries, uh, went to one down at UC, um, uh, UC, University of Arizona in, in Tucson, <clears throat> played around there a little bit, couldn't find anything. So then I ended up, I said, well, I've got to go find, I've got to go figure this out because it's too important. People need to know about this. <laughs> so I went out to UCLA. I figured they know everything, you know, they'll be able to help me out. And so I went out there and uh, I think I ended up with some people in the sleep lab 
and I told them what I was doing and that I that we needed to do a study or something. And they looked at me and they said, you expect us to believe <laughs> somebody's going to somebody's going to drive a nail in the ground. That's the way they use the nail in the ground and tie a wire around it and then tie a wire around their toe and they're going to sleep better. They said, get out of here. You're nuts. <laughs> Go Security. away. Security. <laughs> Anyhow, we joked around. We joked around a little bit and I learned that I knew nothing about biology, but I knew they knew nothing about electrical. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And, and so we carried on a little bit and they indicated that, well, to do a study may cost $5 million, may take five years, and there's no assurance it would be published. And I said, well, that's not a good idea. <laughs> so I ended up finding a couple of, or a couple of the students that were there uh, doing their dissertations or whatever. I, I got them involved and helped them, had, had them help me design a study. So I'd just go do it myself and because they needed more information other than my anecdotal stuff. So we went out and we uh, made up 60 ground planes, pads, 12 inches wide, 24 inches long, and they had a conductive material on the top. And then we, um, and in the study, 60, 30 of them were grounded, actually working, 30 of them were placebo. So we got a nurse involved and a couple of other people and they, so we went out and we ended up installing all of those pads. Uh, and we've got 60 subjects to participate in the study, all that had pain or, and sleep problems and so on. So as an end result, all the people that were on the working grounding pads, they had reduced pain, significantly reduced pain and significantly improved general well-being. I mean, they slept better, but their energy was better. Their color was better. Their, you know, just a, a host of things. I could go on for hours on all of that stuff. But, mm -hmm. but, but anyhow, so uh, I got enough information that uh, quantifiable information, even though it was still anecdotal, but it was organized and methodically uh, pursued. So, so that we knew that grounding the body uh, reduced pain and it improved sleep. We did not know the mechanism. I figured it was just common sense and cowboy logic. Well, you're getting rid of the charge. <laughs> you're, get, you're getting rid of the charge. You're getting rid of the static, <laughs> mm -hmm. and and you and you sleep because everybody sleeps on a foam a foam bed that's a static generator, and then all of the covers are somewhat dissimilar. And so when you, it's like maybe not you know well in the Midwest you're in the Midwest. So if you um, Sometimes in the summer, you go up and pull a sheet up and you can see a lightning storm in between your sheets. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sometimes and, you know, there's, there's no question. Well, Clint, let yeah. me ask you this. So since, I mean, that's that's a great primer for what we are talking about. And if you want to hear the yeah. rest of that story, you can go to the original conversation, which I'll put in the show notes. But so okay. let, let's get let's dive, let's dive in deeper into the, the research and the health benefits. It's is there any scientific research? since those days that proves uh, without a shadow of a doubt, a lot of the claims, the health claims that you uh, have put out there. Yeah. Uh, I think there's only one or two health claims that we, that we, that, I okay. mean, there's, there's, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll fill this all in as we go. Please. We have we have produced. If you go to the EarthingInstitute.net mm -hmm. and go to the research section, there's probably a hundred papers there, okay. and but thirty or thirty of those are peer-reviewed, published studies. Mm -hmm. The rest of them are um, you know, various articles that are published, uh, review articles, and things like that, mm -hmm. and. Um, but what we were trying to do when we started out is we wanted to know, everybody wanted to know, well, this, okay, we know it works, but why? What's the <laughs> mechanism of action? So our mission was to understand why grounding reduced inflammation, why standing barefoot on the earth reduced inflammation. And um, <clears throat> so the, to answer your question, um, the studies was one, figure out, what the mechanism of action is and then you know we need to understand how the body worked in relation to um well i kind of have to back up and tell a story a little differently um in the beginning we didn't know anything we just know the pain went away yeah. and any we could ground anybody and their pain would go away some of them would go away in five minutes i mean you know you could take arthritis in a hand and put a electrode patch on it and could and ground the person to the earth or to the electrical ground. And within five minutes, the hot burning pain would stop and go away. It's like pouring cold water on a fire. Mm. And um, so, so anyhow, uh, all of our studies are what you call proof of concept studies. What we did is we grounded the body and then we would measure, um, you know, the, um, the the bio, all of the biological rhythms you know and um respiration uh, by all the biofeedback blood then, pressure sure all that stuff yeah and then we would measure you know um blood blood viscosity and all of those things and and that's where we began to understand what we were doing so but along the way when we were, I'd been doing studies for four or five years and in I think it was 204. Went to the newsstand and here's a Time Magazine article. And it showed a picture of the body on fire, you know, and it had the word inflammation across it. Before then, hardly anybody had ever heard of the word inflammation. And this was a, a group at, back at Boston, Mass. And they um, had been working on this for a few years, about the same amount of time I'd been working on grounding because i started in the late 90s and um, so anyhow across the bottom they said that you don't have all these modern health disorders that all of these named health disorders they said you don't have cancer you don't have this you don't have that said, what you have is chronic inflammation and <clears throat> the damage it does it manifests differently in different people based on their lifestyle and their living environment. It's like some people will smoke or whatever and they'll develop heart disease. Other people will develop cancer, other people, but they're really all the same disease. There's only, I mean, they say there's only, and that was what uh, prompted us to get real focused was because, and, but we knew, and they were talking about pain and, you know, how pain manifests and all these things. And you can't have pain unless you have inflammation first. Mm. 
So this word inflammation became the, 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 the key, understanding what was the cause of inflammation. And you could have read every book on the planet and you would not have been able to find the answer back in 204 or in that time frame. Uh, it was called oxidative stress prior to that. But again, they didn't really understand it. Uh, <clears throat> so anyhow, one day I was doing some reading a few papers on the immune system. And I came across a study where they were talking about the neutrophil. How the neutrophil, like if you have a pathogen in your body or a damaged cell that needs to be removed or uh, some die-off or whatever, then you have these little white blood cells. They're called neutrophils. And for some reason, I mean, we kind of know how they do it, but anyhow, they, they know when there's an invader or an intruder, or they know when something needs to be removed. So they swim over, they're kind of like a jelly cell, and they wrap themselves around the pathogen. Mm -hmm. And then they release reactive oxygen species. Mm. As soon as I heard the word reactive, then I knew it was electrical, because that's an electrical term. And... Uh, so then um, it all started to unfold a little bit after that. And then, so what would cause inflammation? Um, you know, how does the reactive oxygen species, how would, how could, because in the normal processes, the immune system does this every day, all day long in every living plant, an animal, you know, on the planet. So this is a common everyday immune, uh, immune response thing. And uh, it's not something that builds up in your body. This is something that you know, the damage will build up. But this process of the immune system reducing radicals goes on 24-7. So anyhow, then, then I started doing a little bit more work on, on grounding. And instead of looking at it so much like I would electrically, you know, in communications, I started thinking. So basically, on the surface of the Earth, we have an excess of electrons. It's like uh, a reservoir of free electrons, like a reservoir of water. And those electrons are, they migrate to charge. If there's a charge anywhere in the environment, they're free electrons so they can move rapidly and reduce charge. That's really the only thing they do. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Um, so I, so then just thinking that if I, somebody has arthritis, I put a patch on their hand, electrode patch, connect it to the ground, then the inflammation is a charge. I mean, it's a positive charge. It's actually a fire. It's like, it's on, I mean, it's, that's the, where the term comes from in flame inflammation. So, so anyhow, you have this charge and. Um, so when you ground the body, then the body will absorb electrons from the earth to the degree that the body equalizes with the earth. And as we know in electronics, you can't have charge in a grounded object. Right. You <laughs> That's why you ground everything. Um, so anyhow, that was the big aha. And then we did some studies to, to um, uh, verify that. And those are published. Those are all on the Institute. And the most important study we did, there's a lot of them there. I mean, they all have tremendous effect on the body, but it's really about the immune system. And so, but the number one thing that we learned was as soon as you ground the body, then those electrons come into the body 
And then the little red blood cells, you, you increase the negative surface charge on the little red blood cells uh, by about 300%, almost 300, just not quite, but almost 300%. So that means you have three times more electrons on your blood cells than you do when you're not grounded. Because you're breathing oxygen, you're depleting these electrons, you're using them up, you're creating ATP, you, you just run out of energy, you get tired. Okay, so, but you have to constantly renew that. So anyhow, um, I don't want to get lost here. I get excited and get lost. <laughs> <laughs> real quick, real quick, let me let me ask you a real quick question because as we're talking, is that one of the reasons why surfers can go, continue to surf for to your age and older? I mean, I've yeah. seen these old. I I don't ever hear of a surfer going ah oh, the arthritis. Uh, it, it's just not something you hear. I've never right. heard a surfer in a movie or a documentary or or in sports or anything hear these kind of things. And it's because when you're at the ocean, there's so much electrons and the sand right. and all that. Is that what it is? Well, I'm sure that's part of it because, you know, in nature, I mean, who we are, where we came from, you know, we're a part of the earth. We come from the earth. We breathe the earth, live the earth. I mean, we all of our food, everything. So we're totally a piece and a part of the earth, you know, off walking around. But, um, uh, is, but we were always connected to the earth. Prior to right. modern times, electrically and um, nutritionally, everything was, you know, our oxygen, everything was, you know, it's all a system. We're part of a system. And uh, and in 1960, we we cut the cord, we disconnected, we put shoes on that insulators from the earth. Then our body lost its ground. So now these neutrophils, when they release these reactive oxygen species, if if there's any leftover after the oxidative burst, after you know they've wiped out the pathogen, if there's any remaining radicals, if you're grounded to the earth, not never never a problem because they're instantly reduced, and protects the rest of the body from oxidation. But if you are electron deficient, don't have enough electrons, and then a pathogen goes and oxidizes a path. I mean a, a pathogen. I mean, the neutrophil oxidizes. Sure. I'm getting tongue-tied there. But anyhow, yeah. so if there's any remaining radicals, um, they're going to be reduce themselves, reduce themselves in probably three or four nanoseconds. So they're going to steal an electron from whatever's in the immediate vicinity, which would be another live cell. And so they damage that cell. Another signal goes out to the immune system. <clears throat> another neutrophil comes. And so you're setting up a chain reaction, a chronic, um, it's a fire. It's a, it's, it's like burning a log. It's mm -hmm. oxidation. And so when we patch, how we figured it out is how we patch somebody, then what we're doing is we're pouring electrons into the body and they're reducing those excess radicals, reducing them and preventing them from doing damage. To give you an example, when I first started doing this over 20 years ago, the only people I could get uh, from docs that, you know, that had chronic issues uh, were uh, people who had MS. They said, here, you take them. We can't do anything for them. <laughs> and, you know, so I would take somebody who has MS and I would put an electrode patch on their hand, generally where the bigger tr trouble was. And, <clears throat> and I would just have them sit there. And then over a period of about 15 to 30 minutes, their color would change. They would, their, their, their color would come up. 
uh, they would look more rosy. The demeanor would change because they were in terrible stress, terrible pain. And so that would start calming down. And um, they were certain their O2 saturation came up, all these, all these changes. And, but most of all, the pain stopped. The, the, you know, the oxidative pain because it's neutrophils oxidizing uh, the myelin sheath and exposing the nerve. That's what MS is. And so as soon as you put an electrode patch on somebody, the electrons from the earth are being absorbed into the body and they stop the inflammatory process by reducing the remaining radicals. The immune system goes back to normal and everything stops. So I, I, I got to the point, and I've been doing this for you know, 20, over 20, 25 years now, is I can honestly tell them that you know, as long as you're grounded, you no longer have MS. All you have is damage from MS, but the progression has stopped. Mm. And, and, and uh, so anyhow, but I, so, so that's verification. And I, there's studies that touch on all this stuff on the Institute, but, but that's verification that uh, it's just black and white. You know, if you ground somebody, the fire goes out, the inflammation stops. To give you an idea, another reference, in the animal world, cancer rarely, if ever, exists in nature. The animals who live in nature, they, <laughs> they, they don't develop cancer. We may go screw up their environment and create changes and, and it will manifest. But I think the, one, the Wildlife Center, I think in Madison, Wisconsin, they put out a paper a few years back where they had examined over 100,000 animals in, through that facility. And I think they only had like 13 cases of cancer. So, but anyhow, that supports the concept. Inflammation, I mean, cancer does not manifest in the, in the, in natural the world. natural world. Now, cancer is an inflammation-related health disorder. You have to have a pocket of inflammation for an extended period of time. It can be up to 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, but you have a pocket of inflammation somewhere. And inside that pocket of inflammation, you have a bunch of cells that de-differentiate, and then they start manifesting their own uh, they, they, they become like a parasite, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and they develop their own bloodstream and they feed off of you. So, but anyhow, so, but on the other hand, animals who live indoors with their owners, 50% mm -hmm. of them die from cancer, just like their owners. Interesting. So cats, dogs, so on. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So that's cowboy logic. You don't, don't need to do all these 25 years of study and all this craziness, but in the world we live in today, you have to have studies. They told me, they said, you, you, you're, you're gonna have to do a dozen studies before anybody would believe this. I says, fine. And we ended up now with probably 35, 40 or more. <laughs> and it's still going on. There are many other people now beginning to do studies. How, how is this being received in the scientific community, which is well known for being open-minded and uh, to new ideas? <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there, there's a, Jim Oshman told me one time when I first met him, he, he worked with us for many years and still does uh, in helping with studies and, and, and so on. But he told me, he says, science advances one death at a time. <laughs> Meaning. Yeah, yeah. As old scientists <laughs> die off. <laughs> yeah. Because new science is not going to come, come on, on board on stream uh, until these old guys get out of the way because it's, it's their reputation, it's egos and all those kind of things. And it's power and control. And this, I'm not saying any of it's bad. I don't even know. It's just, uh, but anyhow, that's the concept. So 
and then you take the youngest and we work with all kinds of people all over um but in the medical world it's like the young the young people who just graduate they say well they never taught us anything like this in school so you know we don't know what it is we don't understand it and so the the challenge is you have to somehow educate it's about education it's sure. everything i do is everything i do is about education i don't and that's all i do all day long every day is uh talk and and you try to get people to take their shoes off put their feet on the ground and get well and and then we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor and now back to the show I have a little story that, and and again, I'm not picking on docs at all because if it weren't for docs, I wouldn't even be here. But mm-hmm. um, I had a group of down in Southern California cardiologists, and they started buying some of our products very early on. This is back in you know around two thousand turn of the century, and. Um, one day they ordered some more and especially this recovery bag like we were using on the tour de france um so it was a conductive bag sleeping bag kind of thing so anyhow they would buy those things a dozen or more at a time and so i was headed down to san diego anyway and i and they had ordered some and i said well let me stop by i'll just drop them off and i I just really wanted to meet the guy and so i went in there and gave them to him and whatever and I just asked him, I said, well, what do you guys do with these things? And uh, he says, oh, we use them, you know, to keep the staff off their hypertension meds. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, what about your patients? And he says, oh, no, no, we could never, we could never uh, do that. But, the, but there's a reason. I mean, one is it has to be approved by AMA before any doctor can sure. do anything. Sure. But but more so, it was like the conversation went kind of like, he said, <clears throat> you know, look around here. You know, there's half a dozen staff and, you know, three or four doctors. We have this big building. We're all married to, you know, women who have, doc- you know, doctors as husbands, you know, so we have to live the lifestyle, all this kind of stuff. But not only that, we went to school for 12, 14 years, whatever. And said, we have protocol, we have to follow, we have to do what we do. Um, but they said, the main thing is, you know, we can't tell people to go, go home, take their shoes off and get well for free. <laughs> so no, we have to pay the, for business. We have to pay the, we have to pay the overhead. It's not bad for business. They just, it's the type of business we have created. It's the culture we have created. It's yeah. like when back in the seventies, when I was a kid, they said, don't worry about when you're old, we'll have a pill for every ill. They have a pill for every ill today. <laughs> But, but we don't have bills. A lot of those bills actually get you ill. <laughs> yeah, but they don't, we don't have health. You know, that's the main problem. Yeah. And uh, so anyhow, you know, this has been, you know, fun for me to play with all these people and whatever, but it really comes down to, um, it's, it, I could talk until I was blue in the face, but nobody's going to believe this until they actually experience it. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and that's and it's, why, and it's pretty, and it's pretty cheap to try to do it. Yeah. Go outside, stand in, in, on the ground. I mean, you yeah. don't need products. I mean, no. all over. You don't need products to get it done. But no. obviously, there are some products and things you could do inside. We'll yeah. talk about that later. But 
just go go outside and put your feet on the yeah. ground for 30 minutes. It changes your life. Yeah, yeah and just stay there until until your skin turns pink, your color turns pink, your O2 <laughs> set, you, you you actually breathe a little less because you're breathing a little deeper. Your uh, just your energy comes up, the demeanor demeanor changes. Well, I mean, if you just go back with to when you were a kid, or even when anytime you go to the beach, and I'll go back to the beach because the beach is grounding at its ultimate because it's the right. sand and you're there. And then you also have the energy of the ocean and the electrons coming in off the ocean. You, yep. There is a different feeling there than you have at a pool. Like you yes. have a, an energetically different feeling. And I even remember that when I was a kid, it was almost euphoric in many ways when you're at the yep. beach for a long period of time. Yep. It's, it, it is, it is a beautiful thing. Now I want to ask you a few questions in regards to specific ailments to see what it does and how grounding helps it. We under, uh, based on our conversation, understand that inflammation is the cause of every major illness, right. but uh, just curious, what does it do to your blood? Does it thin your blood? How does it, how does it help with blood? Okay. Most everybody has thick. If you're wearing shoes, living indoors, most everybody has what they call thick and sticky blood. Or if you look at it under a microscope, you'd see how it's all stacked up in kind of a rouleau formation. <clears throat> and um, so the number one thing and the number one benefit of earthing is when you touch the earth and you absorb these electrons and then they are added, every red blood cell, you increase the electron charge by, it's actually 2.7, 2, 2. it's about 200, 270%. And um, <clears throat> So what happens is when the blood becomes more negative by adding these Earth's electrons to it, then they kind of act like little negatively charged magnets. You push them together and they push each other apart. So as soon as you ground the body for maybe five, 10 minutes, then all of your blood thins and normalizes like it would be in nature because if you were standing barefoot on the Earth, um, and the animals all have um, nice thin blood. People have, you know, today most people have to take blood thinners and all of these challenges and problems. But so, but anyway, so it normalizes, you know, I'd like to say uh, it normalizes blood, but today we don't know what normal is. Uh, but anyhow, it um, the first thing that happens is, and there's a study on the Earthing Institute, the blood viscosity study. And there's a little movie that actually shows the blood before and after being grounded. And it's dramatic. And so it's it just returns the blood to normal. It returns the, it returns the blood to what, would, what it would be like if you were living outdoors barefoot on the Earth. I mean, it restores the normal state of blood, the normal electrical state of blood. Blood is electrical. You know, you're, you're everything is uh, everything in our body. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. let me ask you. Let me ask you this: um, What does it do for viruses or um, you know common colds and things like that? Okay, um, <clears throat> the the problem that everybody has, and there's a there's a handful of uh, studies also mentioning COVID. Some of them not done by us uh, on the Earthing Institute site. But what happens when you ground people with COVID? COVID is a uh, like a cytokine storm in the lungs, that's what causes the problems. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so like in same, similar with asthma, similar with uh, COPD, similar with all of these respiratory illnesses. So <clears throat> what happens 
when you ground the body, the first thing that happens is you reduce inflammation in the body. So while your body's in, inflamed, what's happening is you have a fire in your body, a, a slow burning fire. And so the immune system spends all of its energy, all of its ever effort trying to put out the fire that it itself is creating because it's no longer grounded. But the immune system doesn't know it's no longer grounded, doesn't know that it's um, um, creating the fire. So, <clears throat> so as soon as you get grounded, the number one thing that happens is it puts the fire out, reduces the inflammation. That's the hot burning pain, the Vicodin pain, all that kind of stuff, the anxiety, irritability, uh, all of those chronic things. Uh, <clears throat> so those all reduce quite rapidly. Then <clears throat> the immune system can quite quickly, in a few days, clean up a lot of the damage that it was creating. Then fully restored, it can go back to work. Now it can take on viruses, it can take on anything and keep you healthy. Your immune system is compromised. You, that's why you get colds. That's why you get all of these. You don't recover from them. Let's say you're going to get colds no matter what. You're going to get exposed to these things no matter what. But it's the ability of your immune system to respond and handle them. That's, that's the question here. So, that, so grounding reduces, takes the stress off the immune system. It can go back and do what it's supposed to do. How about, to, muscles, how about muscle soreness? Muscle soreness. Um, <clears throat> we did um, a couple of studies up at the University of Oregon with Dick Brown. Um, he trained Olympian runners, and um, and that's and that's where we actually did our first study uh, with Nike. But anyhow, that's a different story. But anyhow, the um, so what happens with delayed onset muscle soreness? or muscles. Let's say you go out and you work out, you play tennis, or you go do yoga, you're, you're doing stretching, you're doing whatever, or weightlifting, or no matter what it is, you're exercising. So as you're exercising, you're, you're <clears throat> uh, creating a lot of inflammation in the body, a lot of damage. Now, if you're grounded, uh, and that was what our, that's what they, we took uh, a group of 20 year old healthy male students at mm -hmm. the University of Oregon. And uh, half of them we grounded, the other half we did not ground. And then uh, they were they were slept. They were kept in a in a hotel room, except for going to class and going to lunch and whatever. But they stayed in a hotel room for seven days. Every one of them individually. We only did them, I think, one or two at a time. And so this environment was identical. The food was that they ate was identical. Everything was identical amongst these subjects. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And um, <clears throat> the subjects who, so, so then in order to induce inflammation into their bodies, I think they had them do, I don't remember, you know, three or four sets of crunches or, you know, lifting a third of their weight on their shoulder and, you know, 20 times, yeah. 20, or two or three different sets. 20 times each. So technically they shouldn't have been able to walk in three days and they barely could walk after three days. But anyhow, the, so the grounded subjects versus the ungrounded, the ungrounded were, uh, had a lot of pain, a lot of soreness, 
and we, you know, we, we did MRIs daily. We did uh, blood draws, did everything. We measured everything you could measure on these kids. That study is at the Earthing Institute also. And so anyhow, the main thing is we had a significantly reduced delayed onset muscle soreness in the people and the kids who were grounded. For instance, bilirubin is one of your major antioxidant stores. Mm -hmm. And in the grounded subjects, it maintained pretty much normal. The ungrounded subjects just fell through the floor. Mm. The white blood cell counts changed and so on. <clears throat> but anyhow, so the grounded students had significantly less inflammation, less pain. They could move, they could work. But the ones who were uh, had a normal, normal ungrounded delayed onset, um, they could barely move in three days. And they're the blood markers and all the charts and everything for that whole study are on the earthinginstitute.net. So the main thing is, just like the Taramara Indians and some of these barefoot runners around the world, right. they can right. they can run 40, 50 miles, not even stop. And and they don't have the inflammation or anything because they're they're constantly grounded. And the body's like a fuel cell, you know, and uh, sunlight and, you know. It and is that I think you mentioned earlier that the tour of the four, the tour of the France had uh -huh. their 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 athletes would ground themselves while they sleep at night to help with the, yes. with the help with everything we just talked about. Yes, yeah, that was the whole that was the whole reason for it. That was one of the first things we ever did. Uh, we grounded them for like seven or eight years in a row. Team wow. Discovery and um, U.S. Postal Team, and um, <clears throat> the number one thing that they all. Uh, and, and again, there's videos in, on the Earthing Institute, all that stuff. But the number one thing that that, that the coaches, everybody found remarkable, but was one that everybody finished the race. Every rider on the team finished the race every year that they were grounded. Interesting. And that's a, that's almost. But 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 anyhow, they they had lots of injuries. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they would have crashes and then have uh, I forget what they call them skid skid marks but just rip skin off and all kinds of things but you know they take the electrode patches and put them around wherever they had injuries and one of them uh, uh, you know had a bicycle where you could see where the sprocket actually cut into the leg and everything and just a horrible oh. looking oh. but anyhow they patched them up put patches around grounded them to the and they slept grounded also in those recovery bags and and then the next they all the next day they got up and they stayed in the race because you can't take a day off, you know. Sure. <laughs> but but they all survived. But anyhow, so there, what we found there was the healing time was um, reduced by about seventy percent. I mean, That's you had significant, yeah. Because again, <clears throat> that it's the about inflammation. Because when you're not grounded, then the body is going to be trying to reduce those damaged tissues and everything, and then it's creating that hot burning pain that you feel sometimes. Well, that doesn't occur when you're grounded because your body's flooded with free electrons. You're going to have pain, but it's more of a pain than soft pain. Like, you know, leave me alone. Let me, let me heal. But that hot burning pain that you have to take the heavy Vicodins and those kind of things for, right. that does not exist when a grounded person. Now, is there any side effects to, that, to grounding or earthing? Yeah. The, the number one side effect of, <laughs> of grinding is um, it's, it's um, th there are no side effects because basically, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like in the animal world. 
cancer doesn't exist in the end. You can't have cancer if you're grounded. I mean, you can't have these things if you live a grounded lifestyle. Now, if you're going to ground for an hour a day or eight hours a day, now I'm not going to say that's going to prevent some of this stuff. But if you were, it's like, I know there's there's one, something I saw there a while back, there's, you know, a mole, what they call a hairless mole, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a little... And but there's they don't ever manifest any inflammation whatsoever. It's one of their sub one of, you know, one of the studies they were uh, doing to research inflammation, but it doesn't doesn't manifest. But it lives in the they're looking <laughs> they're looking for molecules and whatever inside the body, and it's really not that at all. It's really the free electrons of the earth preventing charge because they're in the ground. You can't. You know. So it's 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 all kind of obvious it's all kind of cowboy logic you know subtraction and well let me ask you this clint so we this all sounds great we all obviously can't live outside uh we can't sleep uh in our backyards we have homes we have lives what can we do with uh either products or something to help us ground in indoors okay well the first thing that i try to tell everybody any amount of grounding is good. More grounding is better. Okay. Uh, so always do whatever you can, uh, because you're going to get benefit. Because if you can just shut the fire down for even a, a half hour, that's, that's good. Um, <clears throat> and I tell you, know, I could go on and on, but uh, it's like the women, you know, and the, the women have twice as many pain receptors as men do. So they're more sensitive. And, um, and we all know that we don't. We just didn't know why. <laughs> but, I live with but, women, yeah. sir. I know. I know, sir. <laughs> so, so um, first of all, I have to say one thing about this. I never got in this business because I ever wanted to sell a product. I was retired. I didn't need the money. I didn't need anything. I was just interested, and this was overwhelmingly interesting, and. Um, <clears throat> But along the way, when we were doing our studies, we had to make ground planes, ways to ground people so that we could do our research. And the first thing we used was an electrode patch, just an EKG patch and a, and a you know 20-foot coil cord and stick it into a, a ground rod or stick it in the electrical ground of the earth, you know, the electrical ground. And, uh, and, and so that was number one. And it is still the most effective product we have uh, for acute localized trauma. And, uh, <clears throat> but beyond that, uh, we knew that people, it's hard to ground people because they all move around. So can't ground shoes because the offices floors aren't grounded and so on. So we think, so in our studies, we designed um, mats that people could lay on, put their feet on, sit on, or sleep on. And then we made bigger versions of those mats. So it's really the mats and we made dozens of different uh, kinds of them. We started out with um, carbon and polyester. Then we went to um, cotton and silver and many, many different gyrations. And today, uh, the primary product that we sell is a black carbon mat. And um, But anyhow, so we had to develop these... Uh, ground planes or mechanisms to ground people. So the, the, we ask ourselves one day, what's the number one thing we can give these people? Because everybody who participated in the studies wanted them for themselves. Then they came back and wanted them for their parents, especially their moms. And um, and so we ended up kind of, uh, you know, with an accidental business that evolved. It got bigger and bigger and bigger. 
and so but these products were so the we 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 just we decided to use to do the bed sheet primarily because it's people don't comply with treatment protocols no so we figured well all we have to do here is just put it on the bed and all they have to do is come home lay down go to sleep like they normally do they don't have to do anything and let mother nature do the work during sleep because during sleep is when the body primary time the body heals and restores itself we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor and now back to the show so so we ended up making those products and uh, but we had to abandon a lot of them a lot of the old ones that we abandoned they're still for sale if uh, uh, amazon sells a hell of a lot of them with you know the china distributors and so on but they don't last very long so what we decided we had to have a product that was bulletproof in the sense that if somebody buys it they had there's a reason they're buying it they want to get well so we need to make sure that it does what we produced in our studies and the only way we could do that after 20 years was with carbon and so that's the only product we sell we mass produce them we sell them around the world now and um uh, and we keep the cost as low as we possibly can. And because this is more of a humanitarian effort than it is to go and get rich. And it's not something that you can market like you would a normal product. It, uh, it has to be experienced by and large before anybody will believe it. Then once they believe it, usually a 35 to 55-year-old mom, she buys it for some reason. And she uses it for two or three days. The first thing she does, gives it to her mom, gets another one for herself. And then as she has disposable income, she keeps doing that until she's grounded almost everybody in the family. Right. And so that's how the business has grown. And uh, it's really a, it's a, and, and the moms like it because they don't need to know all the science. They just need to know it works. Well, well, Clint, I'll tell you what I've been, I've been using them now for years. Before we met, I was using the older products. And then after we did our first conversation, uh, I was able to get a hold of the the mats, and I've been sleeping on them. I have them on my my all my day all day. My feet are grounded <laughs> underneath my desk, and yeah. I have a pillowcase. I have all that. They work wonderfully, and uh, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you back because I wanted to share this information again because there is so many people in pain with inflammation yeah. and things like that. So I will definitely put a link in the in the show notes in the description of the video uh, for these amazing products as well. But again. Go outside. It's free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. lie down on the yeah. weekend in a park and, you know, yes. and just feel, feel how you're going to feel yeah. differently. Stay there until the pain stops. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Clint, I want to thank you, my friend, so much for uh, coming back on the show and for all the tireless work you've done yeah. over the years, <laughs> my friend. You are a, you are doing God's work, as they say, sir. You are, you are a you. warrior. You are a warrior, my friend. So, I appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. Yep, I'm just trying to help out. Thank you. Anytime. I want to thank Clint so much for coming on the show and sharing all of his amazing knowledge with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, including how to get a hold of some amazing grounding products by Clint, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 275. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.